Hi, my name is Isaiah Johnson. Welcome to the Independent Baptist United Podcast, where we talk about controversial topics to help bring unity inside the church. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the IBU podcast. We're glad you're on here. Uh, tune in with us. Uh, today, we're a little shorthanded or shorthanded. Y'all yeah. don't get it. Well, if y'all tuning in right now or if y'all watching, basically, mm-hmm. if you're really watching, you notice that we kind of shorthanded on a square. Yeah, we're missing all the markets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's, that's a little, that's a okay. But no, like, we're, missing, we're missing the markets today. Keep them in your prayers and stuff mm-hmm. right now. There's a lot of stuff going on uh, personally. Yep. So uh, please keep me in your prayers and stuff like that. So uh, the show must go on. Yes. Yes. We got to keep going. So um, today, basically, uh, <laughs> basically, uh, today we're going to uh, wrap it up on. Uh, uh, the racism series and uh, basically our last to- ser- um, part three is mm-hmm. basically uh, solution of, the solution of how to fix racism. Now, if y'all watching the video, you heard DeMarcus say on the last video, God, which he, he is right. God mm-hmm. is the one that's going to fix mm-hmm. racism and stuff like that. But we're going to give you some pointers and we're going to give you some of our points of views of how can you fix and stuff like that. And so, yeah, let's start. Let's go. So uh, let's just start off with how's y'all day been? How's y'all day been? Or how's your week been? Let's start off with uh, Julius. Man, my week been good because I got a raise out of work. I got, no, a free lunch from work. And next thing you know, I took one of our um, church members home from work and got free food today, too, so. I mean, I mean, you know, guys have been, you know, blessing me, you no, know, without doubt. I mean, I get a free to everything. It's like, take shoots. It's like, um, if Joe Biden can come through, you know, with, you know, with the free stuff, I'm all for it. <laughs> $15 minimum <laughs> wage, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that money too. It's like, yeah. just, you know, give me that little stimmy. I don't care. <laughs> stimmy. Did yeah, you hear stimmy. about, like, they asked you about the, uh, Joe Biden talking about doing a four stimulus check now? I know it's crazy. I think I it's like it's like I love the money, but then like, bro, it's like you give me something to foot. You're giving me a little bit too much, guys. You gotta stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like getting to the point like it's pointless to like have a fortune. Like you just need to start going yeah. back to work. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, no, pray for no pray for our country. But oh, yeah. yeah, other than that, no, no, been blessed. Oh, been yes. a really good no week. We got to witness. Now I'm excited for this um, Bible study on Monday. Oh yeah, Mike is Amen. Going too. So, um, my prayer request is be that no guy will move into our um, mm-hmm. no our little Bible study there, and then people will change. Yeah. Uh, life will be changed. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hey, man. Mike, you want to go? Yeah, man. Like so, Sunday we met with a house manager that were 
I'm going to start the Bible study with. It's a house for like people that are struggling with addictions, like alcohol and drug abuse. So we're yeah. so excited about that, man, that um, we can show people Jesus and show them that he is the answer and he can make us to be um, to be clean and sober and um, in the newness mm. of life. Um, but yeah, so um, that was Sunday. And then Thursday, um, my, my boss came and grabbed me Sent me to the break room and I'm like, oh man, the firing's going to begin. <laughs> but oh, no, yeah. but no, I was super blessed and I got a raise, a pretty substantial raise. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So, God's been really blessing. God's been really What's good. The yeah. What's the rate? How much? Two dollars. Oh. oh. I need to say something about this. So I've been working there at the company longer than Micah. <laughs> I've been working there at the company a lot longer than Micah. And now for some reason Micah gets this no little raise here. Yeah. And you no, know, they they give me like a dollar and seventy five cent raise, but they gave him two dollars. So I'm telling you that that's that's racist stuff. Actually that white privilege. Actually actually yours is a dollar twenty five, no? Yeah, oh, uh, that was, wait, no, no, it was that same fine? Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, racist, man. D- dude, I mean, I was like, what? Pay the white man more. more. But hey, you 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 haven't worked till midnight, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's better. 6 a.m. to midnight. You'll get no, raised. I'll be up at the crack of, the, no, crack of dawn. Yeah, you'll get raised if you work 6 a.m. to midnight. Yeah, I ain't doing that, bro. <laughs> well, then you ain't getting a raise. <laughs> I'm gonna get my race up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, man. That's a good laugh. Protest discrimination. <laughs> hey, they're discriminating against me because I'm I'm white, man. I'm young. You get that white. You get that white privilege. Yeah, that's why they're discriminating See? me about. I'm telling y'all, bro, like y'all are fun. <laughs> y'all can like oh, my reparations. Like y'all just hilarious. Well, how's your day been? Uh, my day been good. <laughs> uh, as usual, started off bus visiting. Go with him, go see the kids. Hey, went out with the bus captain. I say he usually go out with him. He went out with him in the afternoon, but I went out uh, went out with him this morning to he could meet the kids in the apartment. It was interesting. Let's just say it like that. Interesting outing. Um, one of our bus kids actually uh, knocking. We knocked on the door. Man, he was so excited. He ran in the house, brought, brought out his Bible. He had memorized the verse. Uh, he was uh, very excited to show us, so that was nice. I was happy to see that, you know. Mm-hmm. During the week, he chose to pick up a Bible and learn a verse. So mm-hmm. that's Man. that's amazing to see. Uh, I told him, hey, he learned another one tomorrow. He recited to me. Shoot, I'll give him candy. It's just something, something like that, man, just to keep him motivated, keep going, keep reading the Bible. Man. Uh, so that's, that was a blessing. Uh, after that, I went cologne shopping with, my, with one of my friends. Bought some more cologne. I've been buying cologne a little bit too much. I gotta slow down because uh, my bank hey. account does not agree with me. So uh, is it like Gucci stuff? No, I bought some. Uh, I bought some some Jimmy Choo, some Tom Ford. You Ooh, know, man, good, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, that tax return came in. You feel me? But, uh, <laughs> who, who you trying to impress? Don't worry about all that. <laughs> That's what you need, me, huh? And the Lord above. You know what I'm saying? But uh, Ooh, so there is somebody. Yeah. You know what? Like, 
move on more straight. Uh, after that, uh, shoot, I head back to the house. I went and bought a navy suit. I just bought a suit. Uh, I didn't pay for it. Uh, a great, great lady who like a second mom to me, Mrs. E. So I, that's the only I know about her. her name is Mrs. E. She's a man, truly one of the best people I've ever met in my life, man. Like, man. truly great person. Uh, she bought me a suit, so I'm happy, you know what I'm Ooh, saying? Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. It's been a blessed Saturday for me. I am tired, but it don't matter because I'm blessed. So, man, if I'm baby. blessed and tired, I'm fine with it because I wasn't. If I was unblessed and tired, that's worse. So I take my blessings and be happy, though. Hey, hey, that's good. Well, my day been pretty good. I just, uh, just like about thirty minutes ago, did we not just wrap up a episode with uh, the Bus and Christian Kid podcast? Mike and Jesus. Amen. I don't normally don't talk about y'all podcast on here, but yeah, um, mm-hmm. episode with them. So I'm excited, and then we, I finished it with my better half. Yo, you know, it's, 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 your, it's your your best better hat. Half. It's your best hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your better hat. Not the best. The best. Best. It's the yeah, extra yes. most bestest. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Amen. I see. Keep on preaching now, Micah. She, you know, she, she's hot and she, ready. Well, <laughs> she kind of blew you up around your podcast and. Uh. and um, some words and stuff. So that was a pretty funny podcast it. episode. Not gonna lie, yeah, that was that good. Was, and I was on the struggle bus. Ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I told, and yeah, like it's been pretty good. Like I told out my story about you know from uh, some stuff that went down uh, mm-hmm. a couple months ago with the folks and stuff like that. And you know, I'm just gonna say it on this podcast. You know, I don't have no business or hatred towards those people that have done wrong mm-hmm. or have hurt. Way. You know, the Lord talks about forgiveness and stuff. Uh, but the reason why I told out my story is just, you know, for people that have experienced these type of things uh, and uh, have dealt with those type of issues with, you know, posting something that may not have been what they felt that should have been posted. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this on this podcast, you know, some of those guys, they took it personal. And so, you know, you, mm-hmm. can, take it, you can take it however you want to leave. You can take my stuff personal. Like I said, I'm a controversial guy, but you know, if I'm sticking with the word of God, I'm sticking mm-hmm. with doctrine. Amen. Yep. You know, uh, you know, y'all can get mad about my personal opinions, but if I mm-hmm. want to speak out my personal I think it's a free country. And so Amen. if you try to shut me up, take me out of ministry, do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But it shut me up. Because mm-hmm. God gave me this voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, I had a good day, man. Like, I had a good day, like, on their podcast, and we talked yeah. with Valerie, like that, and yeah. um, went out soul winning and bus visiting. And so it was a pretty good day, man. Uh, my Amen. week, work, just pray for it. Pray that, you know, I'm work, I'm with a temp HG. I already passed my 90 days now, and they kind of dragging my hiring mm-hmm. day along. But from what I heard, I'm not the only one. It's hundreds of people that are getting drugged along with the hiring day. It's just because they're backed up, but pray that that continues to like get mm. better and to the point where we get hired on and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Pray that you yeah, get so. a raise, man. You be working hard out that there. Too. That too, man. They about to break my back doing all that work. His but, back been broke. His yeah. has been broke. <laughs> Soon you gonna be gonna make, right. I ain't gonna be able to walk. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, amen. Ooh. amen. 
Yeah, I, I, I want to apologize for everybody. Like right now, we all are like drained. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's been a long week, man. <laughs> Holy cow! Next week, man, that's even gonna be worse. I'm gonna work till midnight on Friday, and then we have our interview that we're super excited for on Saturday. Uh, we that you guys will be able to see it, and we ain't gonna yeah, tell you tuned. anything, but yeah, you guys have to tuned. see it, man. That one's gonna be a fire interview, and. I'm glad that yeah. we got that we're able to get that set up. So, yeah, none of the guys are gonna be on here but me and uh, and Micah. That's gonna be doing the editing and our audio and video and stuff. But uh, y'all are gonna be excited. Um, like I said, we've been working on getting some pastor preachers. We ain't gonna tell you who it is, mm-hmm. but yeah. y'all gonna be excited about this guy. Mm-hmm. A lot of y'all know him. Inside the Independent Fundamental Baptist, he shook some some uh, shook a lot of waters. Uh, yeah, shook a lot of water since I didn't put on Baptist, yeah. but you know, he did it for the right reason. And, Man, he uh, be sifting the tide. Yeah, he shipped it. He you know, he shipped the big old boat and turned it around and said, "Nope, we ain't going that direction." Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, "We ain't have." Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think y'all gonna like him. I think yes. y'all gonna love him. I think he, the topic we're gonna get into, I think it's gonna be really good. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, let's get into this topic, guys. Let's start off um, the solution to racism. Do y'all have anything that? I think that would be good to talk about first. Like, come on now. Like, I think, yeah. the, I think the one thing for me, like talking about the solution of races, racism is acknowledging the problem. Because yeah. I think the biggest, the biggest area that we see is that we don't want to acknowledge that this problem. Shut up, Siri. Thank you. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But acknowledging this problem that we see in the in this movement and like i think that would be one of my big takes or what takeaways my would be no we have to know that racism is a sin mm-hmm. because here's the thing that you know racism is not really talked about to tell you the truth if it is if it is talked about it's you not know, talked about behind closed doors and yeah. since you know we don't address racism as a sin, it just get down put off to the side like everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's like basically, you no know, racism in this modern day that we're living in basically is now a new cover up. Now a lot of preachers are trying to you know not hide within their churches. They don't want to address it. They don't want to face it. And they don't want to you know people think oh it's mm-hmm. too controversial. I was like but it's like when you're talking about people, how t- how is it talking about p- people? a controversy mm-hmm. so my thing is that you know we have to address you no know, racism as a sin because if not it's gonna it's gonna keep on coming and coming and coming again yeah that's good that's good uh for me it would be kind of combining micah and julius's answers uh the first thing is to acknowledge it. i mean you got to be acknowledged you can't solve a problem if you don't acknowledge mm-hmm. the problem yeah. in the first place and it's kind of where i think we're stuck at is we can't get to solving the problem because we can't talk about the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about the problem, people get in their feelings. Mm-hmm. So until people are willing to acknowledge it is a problem, we ain't going to make no progress. In saying they try to cover it up. So first we got to acknowledge it. <laughs> and then we got to actually bring it to attention because there's no point of acknowledging something if you actually don't do nothing about it. Like you just acknowledge it. Right. You know, ain't nothing gonna happen. You say, mm, mm. "Well, the racism going on 
here and go about your business. Like you got to do something about the racism going on. And you know, we had a great uh little module at my at my church. I ain't gonna say the pastor's name, but uh he gave some 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 good. It was good, boy. Just some good knowledge, mm-hmm. some good preaching, everything. I loved it. And actually, for this situation, I'm gonna use one of his sermons. I'm gonna use the main points, and he's talking about blind. Wow, amen. He said, as a Christian, Ooh. y'all got blind spots. He said, but God gave us mirrors to see those uh, wow. blind spots. Wow, that would preach. And he said, the, the first mirror we got is the word of God. Mm. Now, hold on. I want to applaud this, what we're talking about. Racism is one, one of the blind spots we have. Racism is a blind spot. But the word of God tells you it's a sin. So that blind spot, it ain't being a blind spot no more. It's mm. a weak spot. Man, this is going to be good. Talking about something, you can't keep sitting here saying that you don't know. Yes, you do. You know. That's why mm-hmm. when you talk about it, you get so upset because you know it exists. You yeah. know some people, you may know all a part of the problem. And then he said the word of God. The second was a man of God. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like we're kind of lacking there. I feel like mm-hmm. we don't have enough men of God willing to go up on that pulpit and speak out about it. Mm-hmm. Like, Come that on. happens. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ooh, and, yeah. until, and until that happens, until the, until the man of God go behind the pulpit and actually address mm-hmm. it, we ain't making no progress. Wow, mm-hmm. that's one. good. The third point was uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, whichever one you want to call it. I know some Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. Now y'all know the Holy Ghost telling y'all being racist is wrong. Mm-hmm. So y'all need to go ahead and get get yeah, so convicted. Mm-hmm. You get know it's right. wrong. Mm-hmm. It's in your heart. Stop mm. playing. You, you know for a fact mm. you was wrong. Don't act like it's okay because it ain't. You know it ain't okay. Mm. So go ahead and get that right with your heart right with God. And the last point he it was about your friends. Now, mm. if you got yeah. some racist friends, this is good. then you need to go ahead and uh, hit unfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry. There is, there is no reason your friends should be racist because you're all who you hang yeah, around. Yeah. So if you racist, you come to me tell me your friend racist, then I'm a... Uh, well, then I mean, you racist, buddy. Yo, I'm not mm-hmm. racist, but your best friend racist. Y'all mm-hmm. got something in common. Y'all best friends for a reason. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. mainly, I said, I said all that to really just say this: we gotta acknowledge the racism and talk about it. Because mm-hmm. if it's a blind spot, that's fine. If you do not know it's there, that's okay. I cannot get mad at you for being ignorant or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but when you're aware of it, it's a weak spot. You should not to fix it. So that's how. Amen. That's, that's good. Talk about it and move forward. That's so. Amen. That is so interesting because, like, wow. man, at that's the same time, right there. Like, using that sermon illustration, like, okay, like you're not always supposed to look back. You know, you're always supposed to keep your eyes forward. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, we can look back at all of the issues that we did have in our lives, but there is a redeemer that saved us from our past, the things that were once behind us, and he is making us new in him. Oof. Yeah, yeah. Philippians right there, mm-hmm. you know, keep on press towards the mark, yeah. the high calling yeah. in Christ Jesus. Yep, you're right. You're right. My my solution towards it starting off in this, this episode is is that Jane, you took you took everything. <laughs> man, my but, bad, man. but but no no it, it, it was good. <laughs> but man, me, and it, it was it was very needed. Yeah, I would have to say this, uh, and I, I've been saying this since we started this podcast: is racism is a lack 
of ignorance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, no, it's not a lack of ignorance. It's a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not born to be racist. You're taught to be racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for people that sit here and try to, you know, try to say, oh, I ain't racist, I ain't racist. Because I, I remember, and I have to always go back to the post because this is how this whole podcast started was mm-hmm. because of a post. Yeah. It started mm-hmm. because yeah. uh, the backlash I got and then, like, the controversy I got and then the whole ministry issue and stuff like that. It all started because that because at that point it's like y'all try to shut my mouth. Y'all want me to shut up. Y'all want mm-hmm. me just to keep quiet and keep my mouth oh, shut. Oh yeah, come on. But there's a lot of things y'all keep y'all mouth shut about that y'all won't address. Mm-hmm. And I'm just simply saying I ain't gonna shut my mouth on it. So I'm gonna just gonna get some group of guys that have a there fire and a feel for God yeah. and bring them on this on a podcast and we'll just talk it out like this. Mm-hmm. Y'all can shut down and try to shut me up mm-hmm. all you want, but you can't. Right. It's gonna stop me. If God put it on my heart and he put conviction on it, look, it, what the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall. Ooh, amen, brother. I'm just simply saying, you can't you can't hurt something that God already put on somebody's heart. Amen. You try to shut me up, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You know, if God Ooh, before you can be against you. Ooh, and, amen. So, I'm, I'm just simply saying, you know, when it comes down to, to this issue. I, like I said, it's a lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think what we need to do, and I said this to the guy that that I talked to a couple months ago when that post came out and stuff. And I told him, I feel like what us, what pastors and preachers need to do is sit down with people of all race and all backgrounds, all of all culture and say, look, let's put this on the platform. Let's bring this together and say, how can we fix this? Mm-hmm. We have done some things to your color that you it hurts y'all. Y'all have done some things to uh, to our culture and our color that has hurt y'all. What can we do to fix this? Mm. And you know what that guy told me? You really think we should take out time of a, of a service and talk about this topic? I'm like, it's hurting the cause wow. of Christ. Yeah. It's hurting the cause of Christ. And y'all just, mm. instead of wanting to address it, y'all act like it's not, it doesn't exist. Mm. Come on. Wow. And, and, and that's, and I started noticing, it's like, us young people are seeing this with our own eyes, and then the old generation is like sitting there saying, "Like, who cares?" Nah. Yeah. yeah, it's like who cares? Mm. And I see that and it's like, wow. It's like I don't want to be like y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all want y'all teaching young people to be this way. Y'all want them to, to act this way. Mm-hmm. So for me, I feel like it needs to start with us coming together, like we have done on this mm-hmm. podcast, starting off, come together and let's talk this out. Let's tell our background, our culture, our story. Mm-hmm. Have a Hispanic person come on and say, "Let's tell our, let me tell my background, my my culture, my story." A white person come on, let me tell you my background, my culture, mm-hmm. my story. Let's sit down and talk about this, mm-hmm. and let's address it like like bro- brothers and sisters in Christ. But let's not just shun that on the rug and act like nothing that ain't going on and everything is all mm-hmm. cool in yeah. a bag of chips. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. And I think we have, and we have done more than just with the whole racism thing. We have a lot of stuff to be shunning the rug and like mm-hmm. it's not a big oh, yeah. deal. And uh, we're going to talk about that in the other episodes and stuff, but I'm just simply saying, I'm just going to give you a couple of them. Sexual abuse has mm-hmm. John run rim inside yeah. uh, in the mm-hmm. Uh Spiritual abuse has gone rampant oh, yeah. inside um, yeah. the Baptist. And uh, tradition of men have gone rampant mm-hmm. And the list can go on and on and on. We have let stuff basically been just running under the rug, and this is what has given us a bad name. And yeah. I thank God that we are a part of a 
uh, well, Baptist yeah. church, <laughs> and we and we are trying to talk about this stuff. So, but I believe personally, like like I said, I think that everybody should come together and sit down and talk about this. Yeah. And I ain't trying to say take a church service out of out of place, but like set a meeting, set a date. Look, we set a leadership meeting at our church. Mm-hmm. Why you can't set a meeting and sit down with a bunch of people of all different races mm-hmm. and say, hey, let's talk about this issue. This yeah. is, has hurt the cause of Christ. It has hurt brothers and sisters of Christ. It's hurting the world. Mm-hmm. Let's be the first one to come on the scene and talk about this. It's sad enough that we see Southern Baptists talking about this stuff. We see this modernized movement of churches talking about this stuff. But independent Baptists are lagging in it. Yeah. We're lagging in it. It's interesting yeah. that you say that because, like, what is a church of God, the body of Christ, yeah. supposed to be? What is it supposed yeah, to be? Called our assembly. Called our assembly, yep. but it's also supposed to be a unified body. What did God yeah. say? What did the Apostle Paul say to people that had divisions in the church? He called it out. Mm. Hey, I mean, yeah. if you guys want to have a divided body, I mean, that's okay, I guess, to you. But it ain't okay with me. Because God... It ain't okay with God. Oh, it ain't okay with God. Because how is the body of Christ supposed to move in unison without unity it can't yeah it can't and a body is more than the body you know it's a, it's the arm it's the leg it's the head mm-hmm. and to tell you the truth you know we got a lot of i don't want to sound racist when i say this but you got a lot of you know people who are more of a white color are in churches but these other ethnic groups out there are in there they're, no they're spiritually you no know, hurting and next thing you know, you got one part of the body of Christ. But mm-hmm. next thing you know, you don't got the feet, you don't got the head, you don't got the arms. And next thing you know, we're supposed to move forward. But how can you move forward no, with, no, with, with nobody else behind you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for me, for me, I want to say, for me, I would, I wouldn't say like it's just a basic white, white church. I would say this would go like both ways in a way. I think mm-hmm. it can go in mm-hmm. a black- yeah. You know, black churches, you know, it's a predominantly black. If it's a predominantly black church, what you gonna hear? They're gonna be talking down about the white people. Yeah. And they, and, yeah. and here's, the thing, here's one thing, here's the, one thing I say, and to be honest with you, like, I say, I've been in black church before, and that's mainly what they talk about is talk down about white people more than man, the white so people man, talk down man. about the black people. So it's kind of like, it gotta be some work done inside the black churches that need to mm-hmm. get this situation fixed. Mm-hmm. If we gonna work together, we gotta come together and, and and fix this problem out. You know, I'm not saying like come together in like different denominations because you know we talk about the relationship about the whole one world thing and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, I'm just simply saying like it, it's gone to the point to where it's like we. It's like for us, it's like me being in a predominantly white church let's just be honest predominantly white church it's like they want to just hide from the problem instead of address the problem mm-hmm. and like james said it's like they try to act like it's a blind spot but yep. it's like no the bible is a mirror and like you're you're you see it but you don't want to say nothing about it because oh well, well i'm more, I'm afraid about what people are going to think mm-hmm. and what people are going to say like come on now well what like really? like what we talked about on the history of racism the past affects the present. And mm-hmm. as you can see, since um, basically the white church basically kicked out all of the black members, where are we at today? Mm-hmm. Segregation yeah. in the church. What and gospel it, are you trying to get out? 
know, what people are you trying to reach? Mm. That's my question. You know, are you going to try to reach one people group? Or are you going to you know, do according to what Matthew t- um, chapter 28, verses 19 mm-hmm. and 20 tells us, you know, to go and ye therefore and teach all nations? Mm-hmm. Or instead of reaching all nations, are you going to just try to reach one nation? Mm-hmm. You know, is that, you know, we talk about, you know, the one world church. Could this one world church be just, you know, one ethnic group? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's an interesting you know, thought. Because, you know, if you neglect everybody else, you know, that's oneness. You know, one race, you know, one gospel for one people, you know, one discipleship for one people. I mean, here's the thing, too. It was like, you know, I was like, I, I know it's being uh, being being a um, in a predominantly white church. But, you know, if you're not white, you don't get discipled. You know, you're left alone to, you know, figure out things out, but, you know, on your own. Yeah, I don't, and I don't think it's a color thing. That's not, I don't think it's a color thing either. I think it, I think it's just they will only disciple the specific people that they want to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it goes both. Yeah, I was I I've seen it both. No, both ways. But yeah. why is that? You know, why why do you, you know, reach or give the gospel or disciple you know, the people mm-hmm. that have the same you know, skin color as you? Yeah, for sure. Wow, yeah, that's good. So this is so like I got to take all this, and this is like. Like, I just thought this in my mind because I love the idea. I remember I was in church one Sunday. It was two or three years ago. I was still a teenager at the time. And this guy, he he's a youth pastor at a church in, uh, I think, Houston or Austin, I think. Houston, I think. And um, he came up to me. He said, hey, what you want to be when you go? I said, well, I want to be an evangelist, you know. Oh, you guys call me the Bible college. Stuff. He said, that's awesome, man. And this is what he said. He said, we need more black young preachers inside the mm. independent Baptist. He said, we need more of that. He said, you know, my father, he said he put a black guy on his staff many years ago. He said, and you know why he did that? He said, because he wanted to reach black people in the community. And he mm. said, he said he wanted to break that color barrier inside the church because he realized how how segregated it was with mm. color. Wow. Wow. And in my head, I'm like, why? Like, for a guy like that, I was amazed. He said his, his father dead and gone now. But I, when he told me that, it's like, how many pastors and preachers, uh, pastors and preachers are doing that? Yeah, you know. But and and then on the other, I got to look at this. Like, how can they? Because they don't. They ain't really got being effective in reaching people of color of all different type of race. It's mm. like, you know, when you get these guys out of Bible college, they're predominantly white because mm. the predominantly yeah. black community ain't really going in these Bible college because they see the the prejudiceness in some way hmm. and wow. that's just that's just like it acts it nudges at me and it's like wow it's like we need more black preachers and black men to step up and like you know it may not be easy to go into bible college you know dealing with that type of issue and i i really want y'all to pray for me when it comes down to bible college you know and i'm just gonna say this and i know this is like off the topic and stuff like that but ever since the whole situation i'm gonna say and to be open now because I'm being more personal now. But ever since that whole situation a couple months ago with the whole post of racism and prejudiceness, it got really opened my eyes and kind of convicted me and said, Isaiah, what are you? Mm. What did I create you to be? Mm. Not what man wants you to be, but what did I create you to be? And I started thinking about that. It's like, am I 
in this thing to please man or am I in this thing to please God? And I and the crazy thing about that, I saw a video of Phil Kidd in 2018. Oh, I saw that, yeah. And he made yeah, he made that video of like, you know, speaking to young people and telling young people like, hey, don't let man dictate what your ministry is gonna be. You let God yeah. dictate what your ministry is gonna be. Oh, amen. And I started realizing I started realizing it's like well, I have let man dictate what my life is gonna be in some areas. I remember Valerie always telling me, she said, you need to stop worrying about what everybody thinks about you. And you stop worrying about your image. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's, if it's what God wants for you, then so be it. But stop trying to put so, so bare, like this performance base for people. Mm-hmm. And I can, like, I remember when I was being about, because I saw so many people just can be conformed to this performance base. It's like, they got to pertain this image. Like Jane was saying in the last episode, being this image. And it's like, I don't want to be that. Mm-hmm. I want to be something more. I want to. I want to have my identity in Christ, not my identity in man. Yeah, amen. Yep. And that's where I started. And I started realizing when that post that happened a couple months ago. I remember the first thing they started telling me. They started asking me. And now my pastor, he's a good man. I'm not trying to bash him. I'm not trying to hurt him at any, at any cost. He's a good man, a good preacher, a good man of God. And you know, I respect him. Um, he and and, and what. What I said on y'all's episode, I forgot to say, my pastor didn't have a clue about really what's going on with the whole social media post because he doesn't have social media. He was getting something from <clears throat> what other people were saying. And so he was taking it as, as uh, what you call it, as fact. As facts, yeah, as facts instead of as, you know, is this true or is it not? And so he, he really didn't know what was going on. But I remember the first thing. They t- they say like they start asking me like we we normally you you're going off paths like we we really want to get you back on the right path like you're not you're not you're not um you're not it's like it was like they were trying to say like you're not conforming to the way we want you to be it's like we got to get yeah. you back on path and I started realizing that it's like am I doing this for y'all or am I doing it for God at the end they want to put you back into that box yeah like I like I left the box and like I'm going out like a little wild hog just tearing up everything and it's like no i'm not i'm starting to think think for myself and i'm starting to think what god wants for me not what y'all want for me mm-hmm. and i end up opening my eyes and realizing like you know i think a lot of us and, and it has to come down to this, this ifb movement i think a lot of us people we get so stuck in what everybody else wants us to be we got to pertain yeah. to what everybody else wants us to be and this is why mm-hmm. we don't call this stuff out because yeah. if we call it out, we're jumping out of the box. And that's yeah. one of the most corrupt things you can ever do is stick somebody on a box that's corrupt. Yeah. And I always say this, corruption leads to destruction. And yep. when it comes Amen. down Every to time. this and this situation and with racism and stuff like that, we have got to learn how to say, you know what, we're not doing it for man when we call this stuff out. We're doing it for God. Mm-hmm. And I Amen. think all this stuff mm-hmm. out and we call racism out or when it comes down to other situations that's going on inside the church is controversial. When people call this stuff out, I think in a way you ought to look at him and say, wow, you know, you, that should show you that he doesn't care what people think about him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, he's looking at what God wants him to be. Yeah. That's Amen. just my, my thought on that. There's something that, like, I, yeah. I picture God looking down on us right now and he and he's like thinking, what in the world are my people doing? Like mm-hmm. all the fair, the pharisaical law, like the Pharisee type mindset that has just run rampant in the church. 
it's depressing. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. It is. Because when you're it is. when you're forced to be like this specific person, when that's not what yeah. God created you to be. Amen. But it's who you're forced to be. Man, that was preached right there. <laughs> Let me say this us about that. Because you know the Bible tells us um in Romans chapter twelve uh, verses um uh, verses one and two tells about that on um, be transformed by the renewing your minds. It all talks about that on you know, being not conformed. Mm-hmm. And you know, in this you no know, some of this IFB movement, it's not just in the IFB, it's in other you no know, denominations out there. But they want you to you know live inside that box. And what's inside that box is you know the majority of people who conformed. See. If you look at Jesus' life, Jesus was never part of the majority. He was a part of the minority because the people who were out, you know, were not the you know, majority. You no, know, they were separate, and I'm not a separatist you know, per se, but was a, you know, but they were unique because you no, know, they didn't go go with the flow of society. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about this, you know, this issue of racism, the reason why a lot of people, preachers, you know, evangelists won't speak out against this because you no, know, the majority of people don't. And they want to be in that box. Like, you know what? It was like, if I'm inside this box and I conform, you know, I would still have my meetings. I would still have my, you know, my friends. But if I were to, you know, step outside that box and be like Jesus and be not, you know, the minority of people who actually speak and speak against the sin, you know, I might lose friends. I might lose meetings. But here's the thing. You'll be where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. No, you'll you know you'll make you no know, new friends who are actually real friends because you no know, they stay with God and not with you know with the opinions of man, and so was like, you know we discuss this issue you know, ask yourself this question, you know is it the reason why you don't want to talk about this because you know are you guilty of you know being in that box and conforming to the box or are you going to step outside that box and do what God wants you you know wants you to do. And do and be what God wants you. To, yeah, what God wants you to be. There's something I would like to add. Are you playing the political game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's. It seems like that's what it's like in churches today. And it's that's sad what the to box say. is all about. Yeah. Yeah, that's the box. You know, it was like if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. If you speak against this sin, you know. We all have you, but you speak against our sin, our private sin. Oh, no, we'll we'll drop you, you know. Mm-hmm. Because here here's the thing that I'm noticing that we like to call out other people's sins, but we don't like to call out our sins. Mm-hmm. We all talk bad all day about these you no know, new CCM churches, you know, for their carnal and worldly standards mm-hmm. of living. You know, we all talk bad about the Pentecostals. We all talk bad about you know, about the Catholics and how the Know how the Pope, you know, molested you know, little boys, but we don't you know talk about you know the cover up of sexual sins, you know, within that some of these Bible colleges, you know, within some of these you know these when you want quote unquote man of God. And yes, you might you know thinking I might be talking about Jack House. Yes, I'm talking about Jack House. Yes, I'm talking about you know Jack Scap. And I don't I don't give a you no, know, this is our podcast. I'm just calling out sin you know for what it is. You don't like it. Amen. You know, you need to get your you know, you need to get your Bible right. What's like, with- you know, you don't like uh, you say, well, uh, I was gonna like say, that? what's with all the jacks, man? Like Jack Chiba too. Not gonna say. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but here, yeah. But I was like, no, and no, I'm not a you no know, recovery from. Uh, you no, know, I'm a Bible believing Christian who wants to you know point out sin for what it is, mm-hmm. and you know, and separate from people who don't repent. Here, no, here's the thing. 
no, we're, no, we're not perfect. Nope. We all have sin. Mm-hmm. But here's the, no, here's the thing is that, you know, if you don't repent of it, are mm-hmm. you truly sorry for your sins? Mm-hmm. Because if we're not, you're just going to keep on doing the same thing you know, over and over again. Mm-hmm. No, it was like, and, that, and that's my thing. And when it's, no, it's your racism. You know, if you don't preach against it, those are going to keep on happening, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, it's not, it's not at the forefront of people's minds. No, it's, you know, they just think it's, you know, oh, you know, racism is racism. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how it always been. It's always going to be. But that's, you know, that's the loser mentality. And that's the unbiblical mentality, you know, that, you know, the lies that we try to, you know, feed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Ooh. good. That's real good. But yeah, man, like, I, I tell you, man, like, I think if we want to see uh, racism start, start a firm ground of seeing racism like stop which i don't think is ever gonna stop but yeah i, I believe like if we ever want to start a path of of seeing the process of racism start decreasing and stuff like that i think it has to start with us in the church start like calling this stuff out like simple what it is mm-hmm. and like julius like you said like you know it's 20 halloween we preach on every other scene we preach on pornography we preach on the certain type of you gotta have inside church we preach on all these these stuff like we preach on the Pentecost, the other denominations and stuff like that, and the Methodists and and stuff like that. But we never yeah. really preach on stuff that is going on inside the Independent Baptists, and it's kind of like, you know, like, y'all. That's, that's that was standards. That was standards. Yeah, you know, hypocritical. Yeah, I mean, I think the one thing that we need to really acknowledge, and I think the only way that you can have a solution is unity push for yeah. it yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's the problem right there this yeah. certain baptist church won't affiliate with this certain baptist church because they play this ccm song mm-hmm. why is it why is it that we are so set on our standards and we're not so set on the bible yeah so set on our preferences like oh it has to be done this way and if it's done if it's not done this way then you're sinning yeah how are we yep, supposed to yeah. how are we supposed to unify as a body? When you go to yeah. when you're calling out someone's sin when it's not even real sin and then you just disassociate because you're hyper separationist. Yeah. I'm gonna say I wanted to go back way back. I'm going backwards. So um Isaiah, I think we first started talking and he was speaking about, you know, um um I, I think the man who, you know, actually wanted to be, you know, be an evangelist. And he told him how his father had put a black uh, black man on staff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and when he was talking about that, I remember I was, actually last week I was talking to a friend of mine where we I bus visiting. And I would just, I would just explain it to him, like, when you don't see yourself represented in something that you are a part of. Mm-hmm. Come on. You, yeah. don't, you don't know all you can be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing Growing up, and now y'all, some people might not like this. That's fine though. I really don't. I really don't care. I, I couldn't care less. But um, <laughs> but um, growing up, people ask what I want to be. You know, I'm looking at what black people are. Yeah, football player, basketball player, rapper, singer. All stuff. When I know this, what they do. Boy, I tell you, in 2008, when Barack Obama became president. I was like, Mama, I can be whatever I want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before, I before, that. before that, I thought all I could do was rap 
or play football or basketball. Mm. That's wow. my way out. That's how I, that's how I make it in life. But then I saw Barack Obama. I oh, I saw that black man and that black woman put their hand on the Bible. I said, "Oh, we made it. I made it." And you know, I think um, I think that can also work in a church. You know, when you when you look and you don't see your your people represented on staff, you really start to question. You know, mm-hmm. what can I really do? What can I really do? I think last man the word comes up a couple of months back was the first time i've truly seen a black evangelist at my church like no it wasn't it was great southwest. Great southwest, my bad yeah great southwest the first time i saw one like at one of our big big events i seen them at youth youth activity so no i'm talking about like a big event for the adults the first time i ever saw one and i couldn't believe it <laughs> when i tell you i saw the name on the name on that page mm-hmm. so I, I saw that picture i said hmm maybe the light messed up <laughs> wow i was like okay like maybe this is legit maybe i can be a black man in ministry like maybe i actually can do this mm, wow you know when, when it comes to like also the second point i made is you know as as young black men or just we we gotta uh we, we gotta go through bible college it's, it's, it might be tough because you know it's just it's always a little weird to not see us represent it but somebody got to start it somewhere. Yeah, it has to start somewhere because if if we don't start it, who is? Like I, I, yeah. I always like to say is, God will point out something to you. Like I, I cannot stand people who see somebody in need and have the ability mm-hmm. to help, and be like, no, I ain't gonna help him. I'm just gonna pray God uh, uh, use somebody else to help him. He wants <laughs> you to help him. That's why he pointed yeah. out you, so you can help him. Mm-hmm. And you know. It's like we see this issue, and I feel like yeah. we need to be a part yeah. of the solution. We need to help push Amen. it forward, put the work in, and you know it may not, it might not lead to anything. It very well may not, mm-hmm. but at least we can say we tried with the right heart and with the right spirit. Oh yeah, and that's, yeah. that's all the goal is: is to try. You got to yeah. try something because shoot, let's look back at MLK. If he didn't try, <laughs> what would we be at now? Yeah, yep, he had a on. dream. Yeah. Hey, he yeah. had a dream. He yeah. tried. Mm-hmm. It, it did. Ultimately, he got most of his goal. You know, we got rights. We're allowed to exist as long as everybody else, like everybody else do. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet you when he got started, everybody was like, <laughs> "It ain't ever gonna work." Mm-hmm. Look at it. You know? And so, yep. we got to start somewhere. And somebody gotta have the courage, determination to push forward all the obstacles. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like. I'm honored to be part of this podcast. People like y'all who yeah. I feel like are determined, and I feel like I feel like God put it on my heart for a reason. Mm. Yeah. I believe I'm doing it inside of God's will. Some people might say we're outside of God's will. Well, guess what? <laughs> they already been saying. It. I guess I guess we yeah. find out what we got because until then, you cannot tell me what God's will is for me because you don't know it. Yeah, between me and the Lord. Amen. You know, like Amen. you said, like about that one preacher that came and preached at our at the Great Southwest. Um, you know, the crazy thing about it, you know, whenever I heard it was gonna be a black guy preaching, I said it cannot be true. Mm-hmm. I literally so I kept wow. every, every Sunday whenever they came, I, I I had to check it and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah. I, I remember whenever that day, whenever the service happened where he came and preached, I literally came from the back and sitting mm-hmm. down in front next to Michael Abila. And I was, Yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But you know, one thing I have to say is this. <laughs> yeah. I gotta, 
my pastor for the fact that that <laughs> he tried to break the color barrier. Uh, he didn't try. He did. Yes, he did. He did. And um, I commend him for it because, you know, it has to start with somebody like James was saying. It got to start with somebody. He is the first step of like trying to decrease racism and prejudice inside a church. You got to break that color barrier. You know, if yeah. like James said, if somebody's not representative of that person of color, then, you know, how are you going to see a continual yeah. I know um it's one lady she didn't go now. She passed away this past this past year. Uh and um she was sort of like black woman. And she was like the spotlight at our church that I felt welcome in a way. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because, you know, I grew up in the church. It was the fact that I felt like, wow, there's somebody that's representing us in a way. And I think if we can like Break that color barrier of representation of someone of a different culture or a different background. I think that can help bring more people to come to the church mm-hmm. in a way and bring them yeah. close to Christ. And when Amen. I told the guy that lived in Toulouse, he he did not he didn't agree with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I think like I think like you know you're never gonna be effective if you don't like start trying to yeah. get out of your comfort zone and start trying mm-hmm. to say hey, let's try some, let's try this let's try that. And I believe my pastor he tried. He, I believe he did to do his best to try to see a color barrier be broken aside mm-hmm. amongst our church. And um, when he tried to start a ministry with African people, I think that was like one of the barriers he tried to break, uh, break that color barrier where people felt wanted and stuff like that. So I respect him and I commend him for that. And he probably ain't going to watch this, but other people are watching this in my church. And, you know, I commend my pastor for that. Amen. So, Amen. yeah. Amen. 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 I guess let's um let's start discuss uh, discussing on what we can do to solve um I guess racism in the church. I just got like three points and I just be done. My first thing is like if we're gonna try to you know s- slow the spread of this racism that's happening with you no know, in the church, and that's sad as to say that there's racism in the church. I experienced mm-hmm. more racism. Tell you the truth, I never experienced racism outside the church until I got into the church. But get to the get to the point here. Point number one is that we have to acknowledge that people are made in the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. It was like Genesis talks, you know, talks about that. You know, we are fearfully, wonderfully made, and you know, in the image of God, you no, know, He, you know, He made us. Mm-hmm. And so here's the: if we're all made in the image of God, nobody is better than anybody. Mm-hmm. This leads me to my second point: since nobody is better than anybody, that brings humbleness mm. and a lot of times you no know, pride and you no know, will come into into play when it comes to racism because they think is oh, since i'm this color we're better than you mm. and history proven that with adolf hitler may kill kill all those jews you know you know history song with some you know with some of these white people that you know enslaved and killed all some of these black men that you know we're better than you know you guys don't know how to read you guys don't know how to write you guys you know talk funny and stuff like that. And so, so we're better than you, you know, we're better than you because uh, we're smarter, we're stronger, we're more you no know, wealthier. And so here's the thing, like since we're in we're made in the image of God, <clears throat> nobody's better than anybody. You know, we got the same blood, we're you no know, made out the same dirt. Be humble. Point no point number um three, not only to be do we have to recognize that people are made in the image of God, not only do we have to be you no know, no humble, but point number three. I mean, I just, I just, no, I had it. 
everybody is um is is at this at the same level at the foot at the at the cross. Amen. Because when because when we get when we get saved, the Bible talks about that there is neither you no know, Jew nor Gentiles. And when we get into heaven, you know, God's not gonna care you know, care about you know, race. God doesn't even <laughs> care about race right now. Amen. And, no, no matter of fact, until you choose like, you know, he it was like like um Isaiah's um, girlfriend was saying earlier on our on our podcast. That you know, yellow, black, and white, they're all you no, know, they're all pressing in sight. So it doesn't matter Amen. if you're burnt black, doesn't matter, you no, know, you're whiter than sand, no, than no uh, white, no, sandpaper. Like me. No, God, no, God, no, God, no, God's love you. So, you know, you can be more white, you know, than snow. God still you no know, loves you. Mm-hmm. Like he died for every you no, know, died for every sinner. We all had to go you no know, through no through the blood. And so here's the thing, it was like, you know, you better get used to it. Because when you get to heaven, you know, you're going to see a lot of people that aren't just going to be one color. You're going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of different color people up there. Mm-hmm. And they're all going to be loved the same by God. So here's the thing. You know, yeah, we're made in him as God. Humble yourself. And we're all the same at the foot of the cross. Okay. I got one Amen. point in that. It got one word. That it. That it. Unity. That's it. Mm. And salvation you brings unity. It's supposed to. Unity. It's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Body and Christ, all the same. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on, hold on for, for James, though. Did you get baptized yet, Julius? Yes, but I had to go to a different church in in order to do so. Like, was it like when I went to Bible college? No, the no the pastor there it was like um was told my situation. He said that he was like, I'm so sorry for that. I was like, you want to? We'll baptize you here. And so I had to go. Basically, I had to go to Bible colleges just to get in, a, in order to get baptized. Wow. Hmm. All right, go ahead, James. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, <clears throat> when it comes to to my solution, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't say most everything I got. I kind of, <laughs> kind of empty my heart. Out. I'm being honest with you. I didn't kind yeah. of say everything I gotta say. My heart is empty. But uh, and but I feel like something that could that can help speed up the process is a call racism racist. But the key word there is call racism racist. Mm. You can't call everything racist. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. Sometimes the skin color might might not match up, but they very well may not be racist. That person very well may be prejudiced. It may not have to do with prejudice or racism. You might just got looked over. It happens. Yeah. But I feel like also something else that we need to address that is, it looks like racism, but it's more of, I would say, different lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Culture. Yep. Different. Um, I remember just way earlier, you was asked about uh, discipleship. And you know, why black kids would be discipled as often. And something I thought about is, um, I've had people not people, I had one person try to cipher me in my shirt, my church, and we could never get it off the ground. Why? Life differences. It just never, he tried to connect with me, but I'm black and he's not. When I try to explain to him things that, you know, you go through simply because of the color of your skin, he couldn't understand it. He just, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe that. You don't believe my life story? What? <laughs> it don't make sense, but you know it's just when it when it comes to the black culture is a beautiful beautiful thing. 
Amen. But it's a very, very different thing than what people in a predominantly white church is used to. Mm-hmm. So the chances of them being able to cross that barrier and get to you and get get be able to reach your heart and disciple you, it's it's low, man. I'm not saying they can't love you. They can love you. They can love on you. You can feel love. But to make a connection with a point where it's trying to disciple you, yeah. it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But I feel like that's where it comes down to us as young black men mm-hmm. to try to connect with so many black kids. Because mm-hmm. we can connect to them. So we can't look and see this problem and not take a stand and try to... Yeah. We, we got to be part of the solution. That's basically what I'm trying to say is we have to be part of the solution because can't nobody help our people like we can mm-hmm. we understand where they come from we understand the hurt we understand the pain we understand just being black mm-hmm. and you know i feel like a key part of that is understanding that everything's not racism it very well may come down to just differences that can't be comprehended yep and it's hard to say okay well i'm gonna give you my my thought um basically i'm gonna say this if we want to start a stepping path of, you know, a launching path of, you know, to not end it because it's never going to end, but the, yeah, you know, the, what's the word? Stop, stop the spread. Yeah, stop, stop the, the spread. Stop the spread like a virus. Yeah. Stop the spread. <laughs> this COVID, man. Yeah. <laughs> stop, the spread. Stop, the bed, uh, stop the spread of racism. Uh, I'm going to give you a little vaccination. I'll give y'all vaccination. The first thing I want to, the first thing I'm gonna say is this: If you want to stop the spread of racism, don't worry about what everybody else gonna think whenever you take a stand with uh, neglected in some way because of color of skin. You take a stand with them no matter what. Okay, mm-hmm. don't worry about what everybody else say. Your mama, your your mama, your, your daddy, or whoever your pastor or your your preacher or your brother and sister in Christ, they may sit there and say, "I don't think you should take a stand with him." You know, you should tell them what the Bible says. That sells it. Yeah. No, I ain't trying to worry about what you think. If the Bible is against racism, it's against. Then I'm gonna stand Amen. by that person that's been uh, neglected and been hurt with race by racism mm-hmm. and stuff like that. My second thing is this. I remember listening to. Uh, heard a black preacher. Uh, he pastors in, I think, Georgia, not Georgia, in Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi. He's a black preacher. You know, I think y'all probably know who he is. Um, and he was telling a story about one time where it was this guy at his job that, um, it was his boss at his job that did not like him. Mm. Didn't like him so bad to where he wouldn't even let him go inside his truck because of color his skin. He said, I, I, "I'll put a, I'll put a, um, a chain on the back of the truck, and I'll wrap, wrap, uh, wrap the chain around him, and I'll drag him to where wherever we're going." He would not let the man go inside, shot his truck, just because he didn't like the, the color of his skin. And it was some stuff in the past that happened, um, because you know that made him have hatred towards a person of color, like a per, uh, person of color, and. You know what that guy did? He just showed love and compassion to him. Mm, man. He showed love to him even whenever he, he didn't really deserve it. He still showed love. He yeah. showed who Christ was. Who, who Christ was. Mm-hmm. Amen. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing that us as all of us that's on this podcast, mm-hmm. 
all of us that's displacing and tuning in that has been hurt towards racially racism or prejudice show love regardless mm-hmm. show compassion amen because you're yeah. that, that ball the his boss was on a deathbed and he told him will you tell so-and-so i love him mm. he said, well do you know he black do you know he black like you don't like like people. he said yeah but something different about him yeah you know, i love him that's good man you know what it was he that guy showed love and compassion to somebody that hated him Mm-hmm. And at the only deathbed, that man told him, "Tell him I love him." Mm-hmm. I think wow. a lot of us, at the end of the day, we wow. have to love and compassion when it comes down to these issues. And to be honest, mm-hmm. I, remember, I get so mad when people be sitting there just debunking racism and prejudice and stuff like that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you got to show love to him. Amen. Because you know what Jesus said at the cross? He said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what what they do." Got that right. Yep. So these people out here that hating people of color, it don't matter if you're white, black, mm-hmm. whatever. Some of the people just not know what they're doing. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. And they just so stuck in this mindset of hatred. Yeah. They so they got hatred so filled up in their eyes. They're blinded by by the fact that hey, there's somebody out there that loves you that may not look yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I think we just gotta get to the point to where it's like you know we just gotta love them anyway. We gotta show mm-hmm. them love and compassion and pray that they 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 get that business and that hatred out of their heart for the person of color. And I tell you, I think that's the biggest thing of like starting the path of ending the spread of racism. It's just show love and compassion. And lastly, I'll just say this is that I think for all of us is that we gotta educate people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. what Amen. Because if Get you that right, preach about what's going about what offends a person or another brother or sister in Christ, this is what I was talking about. Like, this is why I feel like a lot of us of all different races and all different backgrounds should sit down and talk this stuff out and say, hey, you know, there's some things that you that that some people of your color have said that offended me. And, you yeah. know, I don't think it's a really good thing. You know, that's teaching us. It's like with the Bible. Mm-hmm. If we have a disagreement, which we use, and has, if we have a disagreement about something inside the Bible, what does the Bible say? Iron sharpeneth. Iron. Iron sharpeneth iron. So yeah. nothing yeah. sharpeneth the consciousness of his friend. Amen. Yeah. I think in this situation, we got to sharpen each other mm. into educating us of what offends us and what is comes off racist so people can understand that, hey, you know what? I need to be careful about what I say. I need to be careful with some of the words I say and some of the things I do. And, and, and I think that can pe- give us a, a pass of ending the spread of racism. Now, I'm going to say this. Do I ever think racism is going to ever end inside this country? No, I don't. Sadly, no. No, because we got a lot of arrogant and ignorant people that are so stuck in a mindset that it's like they got to be superior than somebody else. Yeah, mostly ignorant. Be, like, yeah, there's going to be people that's going to be out there that's like that. The Bible talks about that. But I think for the people that are lacking in ign- that are ignorant towards these type of issues, I think we can help those, and and, and the ones that are just just full blown, just out there, just arrogant and superior, and trying mm-hmm. to just be that way, just show them love and compassion. Amen. That's just my thoughts. That's just mine. Well, I guess we can if we all want to close it out. You know, I yeah. think uh, gave our points out and stuff like that. 
like I said, on the next episode, y'all got a big surprise coming and stuff like that. Yes, I can have I am going to tell you what we all can talk about, but I ain't going to tell you who's a special guest. We're going to start talking about sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I think, yeah, he, he decided to talk about sexual abuse. Oh, yes. Um, yes. I think um, this is going to be, I'm just going to put a disclaimer out. Um, this, I would say for people that have underage children and stuff like that, oh, just, yes. you know, just please, like, I want to say have your kids around if we're gonna, when we start talking about these type of issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, probably just talk to them after about some of the situations that we are going to address and stuff. Uh, but I do think mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a tool and a helping us into a lot of preaching and passion mm-hmm. when we start talking yeah. about these issues. Yeah. Uh, so I've been reading a book. I ain't going to tell y'all the book because y'all want to find out who's going to be on the podcast. But I've been reading this this guy's book and uh, it's pretty good. And uh, I think he's going to be a good blessing on this podcast. He's mm-hmm. given some corners on how we can Fix this issue Amen. of cover-ups inside the church. And I'm going to tell y'all about this. cover-ups that's going on inside. Oh, yeah. And a lot of these churches, uh, this is hurting the call of Christ. Yeah. I'm excited and for the y'all... episode after when we talk about yeah. all personal yeah. experiences. That's why yeah. when I'm so Stay tuned. About... Stay and, that, tuned. And, that's, and that's good, too. And like I think I think like we're going to have some of our co-hosts talk about it. And let mm-hmm. me just say who's going to talk to like this. Gonna be Mike and Julie's just gonna be talking about mm-hmm. their experience of dealing with this issue and stuff like that. And I think it's gonna be a blessing. I think it helped a lot of people oh, yeah. and encourage a lot of people. And look, I'm just gonna say this, you know, victims, we stand with you. Oh yeah. Um, Amen. Thank you. Yep. As much as much as as much as you know, a lot of pastors and preachers may not stand with y'all because they care about their image, their image mm-hmm. instead of caring about taking a stand for what's right and kept and trying to care more about trying to say, well, we're trying to protect the church. No, that's self-righteous and pride. You, mm. You're caring about yourself instead of caring about the church because God's not in the mouth of that mess. And he's not going to ever be in the mouth of that nasty junk. If you want to cover up somebody else's sexual sin uh, towards, a, uh, towards a child or uh, uh, as a pedophile, that's, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Come on. I think I, 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 would, I would also add covering up any sin. It doesn't matter what it yeah. is. Yeah. I don't care if it's you Amen. lying to your mom about stealing a chocolate chip cookie. It's still a sin. <laughs> yeah. We know somebody that, that got a chocolate <laughs> <laughs> oh, chip. She might be watching, so. Man, Micah, you <laughs> are a prophet, man. Yeah. But no, man, like, man. I. I think I think this is gonna be another. Mm-hmm. I, now we may now. I have talked to some Michael Hope. We may do something a little bit different. We may not do like a. We're gonna do a series, but we may break it up in bunch a little bit and bring somebody else on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, there's one guy I know, Julius, and all of us have talked about. Mm-hmm. I've known him for long, for probably about a, a year or two now, mm-hmm. and uh, he's mm-hmm. good. He's a good, good guy. guy, and runs a page and stuff like that, and. I, when I used to run here to the faith page, and he he's a good guy. He he, you can tell he God's on him. So, so yeah, that's that's how it's gonna be. So uh, let's see who's gonna pray today. Mm-hmm. Let's have James pray. Oh, let yeah. James, yeah, Pastor yeah. James. All right, let me go ahead and pray. Yeah. Yeah. 
Lord, I come to you today. Thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be here. Uh, it's always a blessing to be able to be on this podcast, Lord. And I truly do believe that what we're doing, Lord, is going to be on our hearts, Lord. We're doing it for you, not to spread uh, hatred, not to spread no drama, Lord, but just to simply be a blessing to people, Lord, and just speak on things that we they put on our heart, Lord. So I thank you for giving us the opportunity to speak. I give you thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to have an audience um, to listen to us, Lord. It, I hope that we can reach people and reach people's hearts, Lord, through you, and that you can just allow us to just continue to do this lord but you can also just teach us lord uh just to to be better to be the best version of ourselves that we can be and that when we come on here our spirit is clean our heart is clean and that we do this all to glorify you in jesus name i pray amen amen amen, amen. thanks for tuning in today i be you podcast we pray that it was a blessing you guys if you haven't checked us out on all of the podcast platforms of your choice be sure to like us on facebook and also subscribe to our youtube channel and guys if you guys do not know jesus christ as your personal savior we would like to invite you to accept him today the bible says in acts chapter 16 verse 31 and they said believe on the lord jesus christ and thou shalt be saved amen so guys we hope you guys had a great day Great time listening. Peace.